Welcome, travelers. Hey, what up? Back on the podcast again. Another week, definitely not the same day. Another week, <laughs> another problem. Yeah, what's up, Ned? How you been? I've been good, man. I've been uh, twerking. You've been twerking? Twerking. Twerking a whole lot, nine pant, to five? Nine to five, twerking. Twerking that nine to five. Dollar, I've been, dollar bills, y'all. What about you? I've been twerking on a 95, 95. Is that like 95 sh- Chevrolet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I've been twerking recently. Um no, my, <laughs> my job's fine. Uh, work's good. It's been a good week, actually. Good, um, man. Yeah, I, I went to Tomato Fest this past weekend. Tomato Festival. Yeah, do you know what Tomato Fest is? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. It's a weird East Nashville thing that we do where it's like kind of just an excuse to hang out, listen to music, and drink. But I don't feel like in Nashville you really need excuses for any of those things. No, those things just happen anyway. But tomatoes, Tomato Fest is always a good one. If you're in Nashville, go check out Tomato Fest. Yeah, it's like it happens like once a year. Yeah. I don't, and people almost like there was like a, a tomato wizard, like someone dressed up like a tomato wizard or fairy or whatever. And there was a couple people dressed up, but for the most part, it's just people wearing and like putting tomato banners in front of their house. It's kind of it's odd. Yeah. East Nashville's odd anyway. In a good way. There needs to be a tomato kingdom in Adventure Time. I'd almost be surprised if there wasn't. I man. This would be weird. Can we jump into my beef real fast? Okay, man. Early beef. Uh, my beef is with Nashville, Tennessee. And it's simply to say that it's just boring compared to the land of ooh. Yeah. Yeah, the, the land of ooh is is getting more and more endearing. I'm starting to enjoy uh, living in that world a little bit more each episode. And I feel like this episode especially showcased some pretty cool scenes. We got like a strawberry field. Um, which probably there was no Beatles reference there that I heard. I heard, I heard it was like a subtle, like strawberry fields that you could couldn't see beyond that the writers were like throwing in a Beatles reference, maybe, but there okay. was nothing related to like the episode. Yeah, no one said anything in the episode or anything like that. But what episode are we talking about here, Russell? We're talking about henchmen. I think is what it's called, aka Bay is back. Bay is back. Yeah. Russell's Bay forever. Forever Bay. Though, Forever Bay, I did lose, I think this week I lost my Forever Lovely. Man, so that's, I was going to ask you, because I was like, now that this is a second time we've seen Marceline in the show, like come up and and have a whole Marceline episode, I wanted to figure out what your feels were. My feelings toward Marceline? Well, my Forever, my Forever Lovely that I lost this, this episode is Jake. Too much fear of the vampires. Well, no, it's he's kind of he kind of stinks in this episode a little bit. He's kind of a jerk. He he almost all right. Here's the issue. He almost kills Bay, and that is not okay. You cannot take down Marceline, dude. Like, well, he didn't like her from the beginning, though. Bros before vampires. I know. I get it, but I don't know. He he didn't like her from the beginning. He pretty much expressed to Finn that like. Even after uh, we bought a house, like, or whatever the episode was called, um, that house hunting. House like, hunting. Yeah. yeah. That he would still wasn't a big Marceline fan at the end well, of he that. He just doesn't so, like vampires. And then we've seen Finn go to the, you've seen the extent that Finn goes to when he wants to, like, rescue Jake, when Jake's in problems. So it's nice to see that Jake's, like, trying his best to save Finn from this, like, forever long 
pact that he's gotten into. And it's also great that like his fear of vampires cons- like is consistent. Yeah. I need more of that. I need more consistency in these episodes and the consistency of him being afraid of vampires for whatever reason. I mean, honestly, there is a, an incredibly terrifying side of Marceline. Yeah, we really get to see her shape-shifting powers in this one. She can time. shape-shift. What is that? Yeah, you'll see, What is that We'll from? get to the Stakes miniseries where they basically, every question you have about Marceline's powers and vegan vampires versus real vampires, it all gets explained. So here's my question, though, is the Stakes miniseries, I hear a lot about that on the socials. Is that something that occurs at the end of the original running of Adventure Time? And we won't get to that until 900 episodes or whatever? No, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere around season six or seven. Okay, because people really hype up this miniseries. It's a great miniseries. It's an eight episode long. So it's kind of like if you think about, you know, 11 minute runtimes on episode, you're talking about a movie. Like if it's all strung together, it really is like, an Adventure Time movie. Yeah, I'm excited There's another miniseries called Islands, which kind of explains the Finn origin story. Um, And that's another like six-parter, seven-parter. So I think Adventure Time, because like just like you, a lot of the watchers were like, we want canonical running explanations of the characters in the world and everything. And, And it comes with Marceline. So everything now, unfortunately, you do have to take at face value. Mm-hmm. And but it makes me excited going back and rewatching the show. And for all my rewatchers out there, you realize you're like, oh, I know why, I know why she can shapeshift, and I know like you kind of start to see like her powers. And I was gonna give, I was gonna ask you if you caught another one besides the sun. I caught a power in that. Remember my theoretically speaking, where I was like, and and it's not proven wrong in this, I suppose, that I was like, I think she's just so powerful she can make it cloudy and rainy around her so she can be out during the day. Mm-hmm. She didn't do that at the end here. She's like in the sun and she has yeah. an umbrella. So technically, I it's still, a, theoretically speaking, still persists, but it it almost, uh, it almost makes me go, well, I was wrong. But, <laughs> uh, but I will say like her second, the second time she shapeshifts into like a werewolf looking thing, uh, not a wild wolf, a were- an actual, werewolf. an actual werewolf looking thing. It it really what it looks like is the monsters from the first live action Scooby Doo movie. Oh yeah, with she the looks, huge mouths. Yeah, yeah, they're like like dog monsters. You know, <laughs> she looked a lot like a a dog monster from the yeah, Scooby-Doo which I thought was an movie. interesting choice that she didn't bust out like the bat monster that she did the last episode. Yeah, the bat monster is massive though. Yeah. And that's true. She does bust out. She turns into a bat at the end. I mean, that's the other thing that's cool about Marceline is like vampire rules are kind of at play. I mean, what did I say? What what did I have a comment on that? Man, I should have done. I didn't. Well, do the I've research. already I've already spoil dropped some things for you, and so I don't think this is a spoil drop. But oh, like, LSP. That's sorry. I was yeah. Talking oh, you're about talking LSP, LSP vampire rules. powers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, continue. No, but this one you can see that like Jake obviously does end up stabbing her with a wooden stake. You know, yeah. like, and also... Or he thinks he does. He thinks he does, and she poofs off in what looks like oblivion. Right? Hides or into if a, that was even a backpack. Her. And also, the gar- besides, like, the garlic hitting her in her face, the garlic really doesn't do much of anything either. It definitely freaked her out, though, and she overreacted a lot. The light got her. So, yeah, the sun, the sun is a thing that yeah. hurts vampire essence. Now, do the other things in vampire 
like world, she I don't know if all the rules necessarily follow with her because she's half demon. Oh, spoilers! I now, guess I, I had spoiled that for you, like episode really? five. She's half yeah. demon. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, and that's nothing. That's, that's, that's not something that gets revealed in the stakes miniseries. That's when you meet Marceline's dad. You will oh. have a whole. Nidosphere episode, which is great. Okay, Nidosphere sounds terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. Maybe we'll come across that during Halloween, and then I can man up and watch it. Just kidding. I'll definitely have to watch it. We can it. even just watch it on Halloween. Yeah, I'll have to watch it anyways for this podcast. But uh, yeah, I I love the the transforming powers were cool, and uh, yeah, I don't know. She's she's great in this episode, and that's why she is getting a gold star. She's a second lovely of mine. Second lovely. I do. Let's let's jump into it, man. What's your first lovely? Give, give me some sugar, baby. Sorry, second repeating. She's a repeating lovely oh, of mine. I thought the gold star was for our honorable mentions. Nope. It is for my lovely. And the reason is, Marceline, she's a radical dame. Yep. That's I figured that you would- Only reason I need. You would get Mar- Marcy as a lovely for this episode. So mm-hmm. I wanted to pull out my lovely- not necessarily a ringer here, but Strawberry Jake. Wow. That's my, my lovely. anti-lovely. Your anti-lovely was Strawberry Jake? Yeah. What's he doing? I just love it. I love it. He, he's in camouflage in a field of regular-sized strawberries in a giant strawberry costume as his camo. Any <laughs> other with week. Like, with like a garlic and, and a steaks, you know, belt or satchel or whatever, you know, utility belt of vampire hunting tools. Well, any other week, it would have been, it would have done it for my lovely, probably. But no, I can't. Jake's, I, I don't know. I'm choosing Marceline over Jake this episode. I know, I know. I, I knew you were going to. My honorable mention, my gold star was the old man, piano man with the bra looking bow tie. Yeah, that was great. He was a funny dude. And she does him a huge favor. And, and he's like, I kind of wanted it to be white all along. He's like, it's beautiful. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's beautiful. Yeah. The man, or not Neptor, Marceline needs to teach Neptor how to prank because Marceline gets it. She knows how to get under people's skin, but like just like she just completely subverts all expectations the entire episode long. Um, And she kind of just is messing with them, but it's, it's definitely a playful adventure. It's all for like playfulness and like, this is going to be fun. He's going to love this. But I'm going to mess with his mind a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I saw it as kind of fun. And I do appreciate that because I appreciate doing that to other people and like messing around with them and making them think one thing like, you know, telling my wife, hey, we're going to watch like a a manly action movie tonight and then pick an action movie that like she actually likes, you know. So it's like lowering expectations so you can like have fun at the end. But at the same time, I kind of had some beef with that a little bit because... You know, she's doing it very flirtatiously. And I also, you know, we talked, I think, two weeks ago about PB and her flirtatiousness with the King of Nuts episode. And like, kind of just they, I feel like PB and Marceline both know how to manipulate Finn in kind of like leading, not leading him on, but like the flirtatiousness always gets in his mind. And he's like, crap, man, what's this lady doing? She's crazy. Like... I, I do have some thoughts on that, though. Okay. I mean, first off, look, girls are complicated, man. Like, for instance, <laughs> I have written down, like, you can't tell what's on their mind. Like, 
do they like you? Do they not like you? Do they want cookout? Do they want the Lord's chicken? Like, come on, let yeah. me know. Let me know. You know, uh, no, but, and that's just from personal experience, I guess. It's a joke. Um, but no, but I, I kind of feel like I didn't really get the like sexual tension or anything. I didn't feel like it was flirty. I, at the end, I, I just kind of felt like, um, so they ended up tricking Jake together. Uh, and then she turns into a bat and then it seems like Finn to me gets like officially gets a friend, like a new friend this episode. Like Mm -hmm. they knew of Marceline. Marceline was present before, but throughout this, like he formed a sincere, deep relationship with Marceline. And I don't know the future. I don't know what other episodes like hold. Maybe she ends up flirting too much with him in the future. Uh, but I didn't really see the, the tension there. I just loved it just really felt like, hey, we're going to hang out tomorrow. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And it didn't really feel like uh, I'm flirting with you kind of thing. It just no, was like, what's it, up, bro? I'm And I wasn't with you. thinking of it as like flirting with him. I just think it was like, because Marcy and PB are both older than Finn, they just know how easily like messable he is. You know, they, they yeah. can mess with his mind because like they're mature ladies and they can like send out like just mix, not mixed messages in terms of like, do you want to be with me or not? But just like, hey, I can confuse you because you are a confused 12, 12 year old little boy. And that I kind of just, I think that just sucks for Finn, but he has fun with it, you know, and he yeah. gets a new friend out of it. And truly, hey, hanging out with older girls is awesome. You're a little kid. Come on. Yeah. Come on. But it was. That's what, and then, but I do think that's a good point that you bring up, you know, the fact that this true outside of Jake, Finn has had, Finn has had acquaintances. And other companions and people that he's friendly with, but this is the first time when like kind of Jake goes off, and then Finn's like, "I've got a friend that I'm gonna hang with without Jake." Yeah, LSP is a terrible friend from what we can tell so far. You know, I mean, she's she means well, but she's got her lumpiness. Yeah, um, PB, we see that she's just too busy ruling the kingdom, and then she doesn't really come hang out right now. You know, yeah. she will later, but like, but she's also got that so flirty, like I'm a I'm jerk, I'm a jerk to you, sort of a thing yeah, going she on. She jerked really, everybody. It really felt like like Marceline was like establishing, like this episode establishes them as bros, and I I that's kind of what I took away from it. I definitely get why, like it could be. Like someone could see that as flirtatious, but just like from watching it a few times, I really felt like it was like a, a like friend, we more of a friendly gesture. Like I'm, you're friends enough for me to like prank with. Yeah, I hope and so that, at least. And that she set it up too. I think she saw Finn and Jake first, and then she was like, "I'm gonna make a bunch of noise with my first henchman, who was just an old diving buddy." Yeah, would you? Or go ahead, keep going. It makes sense though. He's an old diving, but he because the way he balanced on that cane, like in a handstand. So you're not hating on him? I mean, no. If they're if he's buddies with Marceline, you know, and he's just going along with the prank, you know. Yeah, you ruined a bit. I was I was hoping you would hate on him. I don't know why, but I was. Hey, hey, Ned, it's Ted. I came back this episode, and Russell told me you were gonna hate on an old man, and. Oh, uh, anyways, I guess I'll get out of here. West Virginia is kind of north of of Virginia, not really west. And all right, bye. I was gonna hate on him. Yeah. Well, anyways, until I finished the episode and was like, oh yeah, he's he he's wasn't dive, he wasn't an OG henchman. You know, yeah. if he was truly like a little old man that was like 
crying and couldn't get up, I'd be like, yeah, he kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. No, and it wasn't the case. Yeah. He was, he was good. And way, like, if I could be that, like, flexible and honestly talented at that age, whatever age he is, I would be so He's probably happy. from the old lady kingdom we talked about. Oh, maybe he's just, he That's could what I'm be thinking. any age. I don't know. Well, he's probably old. I, I wonder, though, like, obviously, Marceline has this huge like background and history and has been alive for years and years and years. Like it does make you wonder a little bit, like maybe, maybe they used to date, you know, like how princess bubblegum dated that dude in the first episode. Old Mr. Cream puff. Old Mr. Cream puff. Yeah. You know, Yeah, you never know. Marcy's almost like thousand years old. So maybe they dated while they were on the diving team. <laughs> on the diving team. It's, it's just a thought. I didn't go too deep into it, but it's, it's just a thought. That's it's it's a good thought, but you know, I guess you, you can't always bring up anybody that comes from Marceline's past. You're like, oh, maybe they dated. Yeah, of um, course not. Yeah. Another thing was like, let's look at all of her mess like mess arounds with Finn. So she does the I'm gonna eat this guy and then just suck the red out of his bow tie. I'm gonna raise an army of the dead to go play a show at the Nut Kingdom. Yeah, and and not tell you what I'm doing. Yeah. We're going to go ransack the the nut kingdom, the, which we just saw the nut guy and I, a couple I, episodes ago. I did my research, and he doesn't appear again until the series finale, nine really? seasons from now. This was the last appearance of the Duke of Nuts until well, the series finale. What pissed me off about that was that he didn't even acknowledge Finn as if Finn was like a bro, that he just had two episodes ago or three episodes ago, a, a brilliant adventure where Finn helps him get on the better side of PB. It's like they told, like he totally forgot about Finn entirely. And he's like, what are you like arrest sees him? Like, what are you doing? Breaking into my kingdom on yeah, my, my second little, son's first birthday party. It seems a little odd that, yeah, he wouldn't recognize Finn and want Finn to be at his son's birthday party. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, yeah, I don't know. That was just a weird, inconsistent thing yeah. that I picked up on. And then, uh, what do you think? I, I think my gold star, lovely, was the the dimple plant. The dimple plant? Yeah. Okay. Just because it was cute. And that's awesome that just by like, just give what, you give him a kiss or something and you got a little dimple? Yeah. And then if you give him multiple. And then he gave him all the dimples, dimples when he turned into a gross monster, but... How does um, the gold star thing work? I was thinking it was just if it was like a repeat, like from a second, uh, second. Oh time no, I, I'm gonna, I'm week. using it as an honorable mention here. All right, we're using it in different ways, but oh, honorable mentions get gold stars. Okay, I don't know. There's no real system to it. There's, everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Everything is made up, even my segments. <laughs> <laughs> my lovely segment. My lovely segment. Um, yeah. Well, that's all right, man. What, what, what are your thoughts, man? I don't what are you know. Of, what are, you are we going on? to a commercial? Is it time? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's time for a commercial. Time to time to rally. Or should we? Or is there another thing about Marceline's uh, like crazy antics? No, I just wanted, wanted to, to run through the antics and just kind of be like, they were they were interesting. They were interesting that she still like she still broke and entered into that guy's house. She and, totally did, and sucked the red out of his bow tie without uh, consent. I also questioned why she needed an army of the dead to come just party Better party. Just a better party. Better party, man. And um, maybe they wanted to be alive. I, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt on this one. Uh, not biased at all. But I, I did think, so I forgot entirely how she feeds. 
So when she was attacking the guy in the cabin, I was, you were like I was nervous. I was like, man, Ben is about to help her eat this dude. Um, but then my takeaway really is that the writers did a great job of taking my expectation and like totally mm. making me like, I mean, almost embarrassed. Like I was like, how did I forget such a key component of Marceline? Um, and and keeping they do such a great job with Adventure Time of keeping it aligned with the show's like con like core values, um, and the flow always seems to be so similar. Like I can't think of many shows that episode to episode have been able to like do the same thing. Like there's the same like you know you're watching an Adventure Time episode every single week. There's only like one or two of the twenty two that we've watched that I that I feel didn't quite hit the mark but yeah it's been it's been consistently really good and i think subverting the the classic narrative of like oh she's evil vampire or whatever and the way that they went about it wasn't just your typical way of going about it it really it sucked me in i was like holy crap she's about to like totally murk this dude uh and she she didn't she helped him out yeah and she's deep She's a deep vampire. Yeah. Not Very, before he cried, though. Not before he <laughs> cried. Was, yeah. Obviously understandable, though. Was he crying, though, because he thought he was going to die? Or was he crying because he, like, because of the idea of being married and, and having to <laughs> do whatever your wife says? <laughs> I think he was crying because he was going to die. Yeah. But I did know probably. that that was a really funny. He's like, I know what that's like. Yeah. I've been married. <laughs> I was married once myself. <laughs> And then tears up, and it just like completely accepts the uh, cold embrace of death. Yeah, but yeah. I'm glad that you said that about the show and the continuity too, because I feel like when we were kind of reviewing episodes two and three, you weren't quite sold on how like what was happening, how it was happening, like so much was being crammed into eleven minutes, and so it's it's fun and good to hear you see that by like episode like we're in the mid twenty episodes here, and like. Yeah, it's become part of who Adventure Time is. Like, it's like you almost don't have an Adventure Time episode. And, and I'm not saying I necessarily am in love with the... It's not really a formula, but that feeling that I get from it yet. But there are things about it that I really like. When the jokes are hitting back to back to back, it does do the show good. Yeah, and that even the dialogue is like not even the, the joke-setting scenes or what's happening in in the show, but like... The hammocow, like that kind of stuff that's just like the dialogue. There's almost no single line that misses the mark of making it better. No, I, episode, I realized know? that after watching a couple scenes from a Adventure Time video game and comparing the way that that flowed compared to these, two, well, the last two episodes, really, it you could just tell there was a lot of care that went into how the episode works and flows mm -hmm. together. And I think that's kind of what did it for me. I was like, oh, wow. You know, like I couldn't just sit there and write an Adventure Time episode. Yeah. You know, that's good. When realizing that like they have a formula and that they're being really thoughtful with it. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's been a common theme of mine is that I can tell that the writers were being incredibly thoughtful with what they're putting in, you know? Yeah. And speaking of formulas, let's uh, use our classic commercial gag. And we'll be back in a minute. Bye. Hey there, all you candy folk down in the candy kingdom. This is Stinky Sam. I'm here today to tell you about Stinky Sam's sexy skeleton strippers and dancers. 
Hire us now for your next big party that you host. We do birthdays, bar mitzvahs, quinceañeras, and most importantly, Halloween parties. We got the boniest skeletons in the kingdom. We got Vikings. We got ninja skeletons. We even got candy skeletons if you're interested. So how, Kyle, you got to hire, hire us today. Call 1-800-STINKY-SAM. That's 1-800-STINKY-SAM. And get your sexy skeleton strippers to show up at your party and dance the night away. Play it on me. Bring, bring. Times for Nettie's Factoids. Nettie's Factoids. We got some facts coming at you about this episode today. And they are going to be pretty sweet. About to say some poop that jacks with my brain. Some poop that jacks with your brain. When Marceline is about to reveal her new song to the Duke's son, she states, I wrote this song about a fisherman. But then it's most likely a reference to Primus's famous debut single, John the Fisherman, where oh. the bass is uh, famous, famously like heavy in that song uh, with extremely technical bass lines. So well, they're it probably... it is Primus. What? It is Primus. It is Primus. Yeah, so. Classic. Classic heavy bass lines that with was technical bass. Her, her acts was actually my that's the tops We're, this is a segment within a segment oh yeah it was just tops in the factory. just real fast yeah it was dope man it, it reminded me of uh haruku from or haruko from fully Cooly. her guitar that she like uses as a weapon sometimes Plus yeah. she shreds on it yeah it's the first appearance of the bass axe the bass axe yeah which and, comes up in so many other episodes that's awesome it's such a cool weapon and you see like that song does have a little bit of the emo-y vampire thing and mm-hmm. you know the suck out your eyeballs and uh rip out your throat well that was a it's, good lead-in for the second fact what okay. i had it was originally supposed to be a song about deciding whether to get a jelly donut or to take a shower okay and it just wasn't at all and they just switched the song I yeah. guess to be more fitting, like you said, it was really cool that it was kind of like this <laughs> really dark emo vampire song and all these little nut people are like, yeah, yeah, it's so good. That's awesome. I have a similar humor with my my tunes on this podcast, I suppose. <laughs> I know. You, you're picking up what they're putting down, man. Yeah, we're vibing off each other. I know, I know. Another factoid for you. Original beginning of this episode was supposed to have Marceline rescuing Finn and Jake from suddenly falling off a cliff and then Finn repaying her by becoming a henchman, which I think is a really good thing they didn't do that because it just really wouldn't fit with Finn's, you know, being heroic, kind of like, they, they, they made this a point that Finn was being heroic. By, by becoming the henchman. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And that like, at all, at all costs, I will better the land of Ooh and save little old people and helpless creatures, you know? Even though he totally just is like, oh, yippee! And then like, Jumps off. He's in great shape. He's, he's a, yeah. He's obviously fine. Yeah. He's he's not hurting. Really. He's obviously a gold medalist in diving in and, calisthenics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Another uh, fact, but also a thing that I wanted to see if you picked up on because this is kind of important for the show. Is at some point Finn puts his hands inside of his hat when he's like saw scared. That. They go like up and through it. Yeah. And I wanted to point this out and I love that this was a factoid of the show. Like this is the first time I think we really get a glimpse that this isn't his head, that they, they this is a, a hat of some sort. If you hadn't spoiled that for me on a previous episode, I think I would have been a little, I think my, my brain would have been a little 
poop the poop would have jacked up my brain a little bit. The poop would have jacked up your brain. Whatever the quote was from this episode, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> this girl saying poop that's jacking up my brain, man. Yeah, you just did that. Well, you almost did. I almost did. I, yeah. Well, I, I had to get you asked that off the bat, and you were like, "I don't get the animation, man." Like, it's is a he silly a bear? Hat. Is he a what? And I was well, like, "I want to no, hear. I want to see the hair. Yeah, I want to see like how gorgeous yeah, his that, hair is. That will or come out because they do an epic reveal later of Finn taking his hat off for the first time. Kachow! It is a kachow <laughs> moment. Um, uh, another fact, obviously, we talked about the Duke of Nuts. Second time we see him, last time we see him until the series finale. Um, and I think that's that's kind of really all I got in terms of facts, man. It's pretty good. I, I'd like to talk just for a moment about... So we we talked about character alignments a while ago. Mm-hmm. You can kind of let me know what your thoughts are on this, but I want to see if I can't get through this in one take. Just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, because I think it flows. But so... For character alignments, Marceline is chaotic good. Her morals are firm and fair, but the way she goes about life tends to not align with how others feel she should. In this episode, while pranking Finn, she gave a guy a beautiful white bow tie, even though I thought she was about to eat him. Uh, She very questionably rose the dead in order to better celebrate a one-year-old's birthday, where she also was the musical entertainment, and she killed a man-eating plant that was disguised in somewhere in the castle of nuts. It was just sitting around in the castle of nuts. And so therefore I think she's, I think she falls under chaotic good. I agree with you, man. And you continue to see that, that she does good things and she doesn't even want to do them all the time. She does just find herself chaotic good almost because of the community that she surrounds herself with. Um, I do think it is a more an internal moral compass too in her that she doesn't want to be evil. She has no intentions on being evil. But is she neutral? I, that's my only question. She's is not. Like, should she be neutral? Good? No. Or, sorry, chaotic neutral. No, she's not neutral because I think if there were ever a point that she was neutral, it was long ago. It was long in the past. You'll see more Marceline history. Um, she probably had some neutral phases, but obviously right now she wants to befriend Finn and Jake and she wants she she thinks chaos is funny. But yeah, she, she kind of likes being intimidating. Yeah, she likes being intimidating. She likes uh doing the good things but from a very very uh atypical way of going about them. Well, you know? she even mentions that it's not fun once Finn figured it out. And I think this is part of the reason why I felt like it was more of a friendship thing is She's like, oh, well, you figured out my bit. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not going to do the bit anymore. Let's just hang out and be buds, you know? So, I, I don't know. But, again, I could to- I could totally be wrong on that. And another five yeah. episodes, we might see an episode where she's doing, she's slapping Finn's butt again and doing all that random crap <laughs> that she did in that first episode. But, no. but that was an introduction. Like, how many people have you met of the opposite sex or whatever where you start off in your life and you're just, like, pre- pre-married Ned? Pre premarital Ned, and you're just like, are we, like, is this a thing? Are we about to be a thing? And then a a day or two later, once you actually see that person for more than just that initial impression, you're like, oh no, this yeah, just we're just buds. Yeah, that we're makes sense. Out. And and I think it's pretty clear at the end of this episode, you know, that they are gonna maintain that friendship and that they are gonna there there's not any sort of love interest going on there yeah i think once other in the show will it down the road 
think there's another time where Finn thinks he has feelings for her, but is kind of pretty much shut down immediately. Here's what I'm like, hoping. Unlike Princess Bubblegum, who has no morals and is willing to flirt with a 12-year-old. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm hoping Marceline is old enough and mature enough to know that that is not okay. Yeah. There's nothing okay with that situation if that's the case. Yeah. And well, she's she's less manipulative than PB. And that's, I think that like PB is the, um, what do you, what do you call the flip side of that when you're evil, but you're like peacefully evil? It's not, I can't remember the name of like the character alignment thing. Oh, uh, oh gosh. Secret evil. I'm secret evil. I'm drawing up <laughs> whatever like, it's called. Lawful evil. Lawful evil. That's yeah. definitely, yeah. <laughs> secret evil is so good though. <laughs> but, but that's, I think that maybe I, it really, on purpose, the writers of the show made them really juxtapose each other well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I think I'm going to, I'm going to every now and then come back to the character alignments for certain characters and see have they changed at all. I think it, it makes for a good moment for the podcast. And also, I mean, one did pretty good on TikTok. So, like, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm trying to take that into the podcast at all, but. If it fits, it fits. Yeah. You know? And I think, well, I think it's a good thing to track, be a, a character development tracker. And yeah. be, especially as we get into season two, I feel like. Because they're going to change. Yeah. They're going to change. I mean, Finn, well, we're going to obviously track Finn's development. Finn for sure. Um, Maybe Jake. A little bit of Jake. Jake might have some growth. He's a, he's a little, or, bit, of, little bit of growth, but Jake's kind of. More. Jake is kind of the rock in Finn's life. He is like the OG like doesn't change. He is himself. Can you smell what Jake is cooking? Oh yeah. Can make him make him bacon pancakes. <laughs> can you smell? Yeah. I'm about that. I like Jake as the rock. Yeah. But I want you and to then make ben sure. Is uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Finn is Kevin Hart. Make sure that you uh, bring up those notes. Cause I want to see, I mean, I've, I've seen the show. So I'm like, they, it won't be shockers for me when new characters do, like new th or uh, old characters do new things. Mm -hmm. And so make sure to always bring up that point of like, hey, for any other first time watchers out there too, like let's really dive into how uh, Cinnamon Bun is really grown and what's what's going on with Cinnamon Bun. Like that's a big one. Um, he's glazed now. I don't know. He was, he, uh, I, I saw a great theory online and, um, oh, do I want to drop a spoiler? Deep Bradley drop? Baker. We caught him, caught him out the other day for Boys Acton. Yeah. Well, I, I I can spoiler drop for you a little bit. Spoiler drop. And really say that that first episode we saw Cinnamon Bun and he was half baked. You he know, was that, half baked? Yeah, that's what Princess Bubblegum says. He's he's half baked. That's why he is like being super goofy. And then he discovers and, some and some then he ends marijuana up, somewhere. Uh without dropping too much of the spoiler, he ends up in the Fire Kingdom for a while and he gets a lot smarter and a lot less clumsy and a lot less dumb. And he cooks while he's in he's the fire cooked. kingdom? Yeah, he becomes fully baked when he's in the fire kingdom. And I loved that. So I mentioned that point. That's kind of nice. To tangent because we don't tangent on this show. Um, but to show that there is some like really well thought out character development. Yeah, that's that's actually just, it kind of just fits. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's That's a fun little, oh, by the way, he happened to be there for a little while. It's like one of those things in video games you wouldn't know unless you looked it up on like a cheap book, you know? Oh, or like, yeah. Or what, that's what it sounds like. Maybe it's way more obvious, but like 
that that was the reason why he matures because he's been there. But that is so funny that he's half baked at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> that he becomes fully baked, yeah. and probably other uh, characters are. We got to dig a little deeper for how they've developed. Um, it's going to be a lot more like emotional change, and I love it because. Finn goes through emotional changes because he's aging and Marceline is like 980 something years old and she still changes. And I love that too. Like she still develops into a way more mature and empathetic and thoughtful character. Now is, is because I, I just wonder how that works with vampires. Is she in a developing stage though? Like is she forever like 14 or I don't I don't know 18 years old or however old I think we looked it up she's like 18 or 19 supposedly mm -hmm. but then like that's what she's drawn to be so like in vampire years she's like 20 years old or something I can't remember what it is I don't look it up for this episode but she's I don't know so I, I wonder if that's why she's able to change still and she's not like stuck in her ways but but probably not that's probably not what it is I, guess, I, I mean immortality doesn't necessarily mean you get stuck in the same emotional state yeah because what is that that baby from a uh, Dragon Ball Z who's like whose father runs heaven or whatever and he's like a very mature like business baby. I don't know. Anyways. Oh no, you're thinking about Boss Baby. Boss No, I'm not thinking about <laughs> Boss Baby. Oh, you're thinking about Boss Baby 2. No, Boss Baby is a family guy thing, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's a DreamWorks movie. Oh, I could have swore it was written by what's his face? <laughs> no, the Seth uh, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. No, yeah. no, it's a, some sort of a DreamWorks movie. I got no beef with Seth unless he doesn't want to be on this podcast and sure I'll be beef with him. I don't know. Seth, we'd love to have you on, man. Come defend yourself. <laughs> Come defend your... I know you really care about what Russell is saying on some Adventure Time podcast. Yeah. Our, our solid 120 fans right now. No, it's less than that. It's like know. the two guys. Remember? I can't remember where they're from. One's oh, those, from the US. It's, one's just, from, it's just two brothers. Just two brothers that are separated by oceans. <laughs> two fans. <laughs> two fans. Just two fa oh, just, we man. just have two fans. We just have two fans. Um. Y'all, yeah, I got my lesson real fast is just something about second chances. I don't know. Something about second chances? Yeah, there's something about second, like, like, I don't know, give Marceline a, a second chance. Okay. I guess. I got you. Something, I, something about second chances. I had some, I had some more lessons too. Oh, okay. There I said, you go. Uh, girls like to mess with people. It's a lesson. Watch out. Think, Watch your back. I think guys like to mess with guys people. Guys like to mess with people. <laughs> yeah. People like to mess people with people. People like to mess with people. So uh, keep, keep your guard up when people are messing with you. Uh, second one, um, always make sure you make lifelong henchmen agreements because it's a great idea. I've got a couple myself. You, oh, you, you're in a couple of henchmen agreements with people? Yeah. Isn't that right, Michael? I mean, that's kind of what this looks like. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what this is. It's a weird dynamic we have going here. I'm in, I am trapped in Ned's basement, as you all know, and I also have my henchman with me, uh, who's not necessarily trapped by Ned. He kind of comes and goes as he will, but... It's yeah. We can get into <laughs> he comes it later. And goes as he will. You saw my henchman, even if you're locked in my basement. He is kind of forced to DJ at rodeos sometimes, though. Yeah, <laughs> just to DJ, DJ at rodeos. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my last lesson um, is just things aren't always as they seem. Sometimes good people will ask you to do stuff uh, that doesn't make sense or seems wrong, um, but there is an ultimate goal. So I think it's very, very important that when you are picking and choosing the people that you surround yourself with, that you really make sure that they're good people and that uh, when you do that and when you fully trust those good people, somebody might say, hey, you, you need to 
get out of your house right now. You need to, you know, do something that's crazy or do something that seems like you don't see the end picture. But if you surround yourself with people you trust, then most of the time they're not going to lead you astray. Yeah. Um, and if they unless do, they're messing like, with you. Just remember that thing about second chances that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. A call them come, comes together right there. Yeah. Are both of our lessons that we, we were on a similar vibe. Yeah. Even we, though I didn't really have a lesson for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a longer, uh, more thought out one that encompassed yours in, into it with it. Oh, well, I mean, you're welcome mode. to keep going, man. Oh, that was it. That was, okay. That's all I had. I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, out. yes. What you did was what you were talking about. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I thought, I thought I cut you off or something. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, thanks. Everybody, I guess I guess this is this is such a great episode. If you didn't watch it, please go back and watch it. Yeah, I know. Like there wasn't anything too crazy deep to pull from this episode for me, at least. But I I really do think this is a fun episode to watch. Yeah, and, and I I think the writing is fantastic. And based on I mean, based on you know how we just had our conversation, it's just kind of like it's really cool. Even if there's less to break down in an episode, that we can can sit there and think about. Oh, like Marcy, canon character. And this is the second time. This is again a repeating canon character that we're digging into deeper. And so that's that's what we want to focus on. We, we don't want to sit here and spout out, you know, here's exactly the whole episode, scene by scene for you guys, so you can relive it in the car. You know, we want to get on the deeper stuff. We want you to send emails to nea.travelerslog at, at gmail.com. Wow, I'm gonna mess that up a lot. No, well, I'll do that right now, man. I want you guys, hey, call to action right here. Go ahead and vampire bite the crap out of that like button on whatever platform you're on. Just it's, make it's it so red cheesy. or whatever color it turns into. Like, really, I'm trying to, what is it? Uh, uh, the, the guy you listen to for news. Smash that like button, Philly no, DeFranco. Yeah, Philly DeFranco. Yeah, I want y'all to just vampire bite the all the blood out of that like button. Uh, <laughs> leave give your us a follow. Leave your comments down below. Review us on Apple Podcasts, but please do. It helps a lot. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to be the number one Adventure Time podcast hosted by two guys from Nashville, Tennessee. Well, we already are that. We're, I want to yeah. expand that. I want to slowly take off those little bits from that little that bit I have. Just the best number podcast. one, yeah, podcast. We got to take it over from the other podcast that thinks they're the number one podcast. Impulsive. Um, yeah, he's talking about rhymes with Ro Jogan. Oh, yeah, I don't know what the number one is anymore. Gro Grogan, the Grogan podcast. Um, y'all, <laughs> Instagram us at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Uh, the hashtag no Ned continues. We are strong together on Twitter, uh, sort of. And then email us like, that's more serious than Twitter. Please don't do Twitter unless you just have to. Uh, <laughs> any, I just don't like Twitter. Any a uh, dot travelers log at gmail.com is where you can send us any inquiries or questions or whatever. And, and we're checking it. We're looking and I just can't wait to have a little like travelers log segment on the podcast. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. I want to hear uh, FAQs and uh, questions about me and Russell's life. If and you need advice, we have bad advice we yeah. can give. That could be funny. That'd be fun to be funny for once. Yeah. Email us, email us some MP3s of your uh, voice questions. We'll have them dropped into the show. Yeah, definitely. All right, y'all. 
Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next week. We love you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Just kidding, guys. This is Ned. I'm actually going to give you a serious outro because I'm a real guy. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, this show has been hosted by Russell Tyndall and Ned Pruitt and mixed engineered by Michael Hitchcock. Join us next week as we go through season one, episode 23. 23. Wow, I'm silly. Uh, rainy Day Daydream. Fun one about Finn and Jake sticking in the treehouse when they're stuck inside on a rainy day. Until next time.